This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to You Should Watch, a genre TV recap podcast. I'm Joe Lipsit, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe, hey! Hello, Sheree. We are talking about Black Summer, Season 1, Episode 7, The Tunnel. And folks, this is probably going to clock in as our shortest episode of the season. (laughs) They gave us nothing. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, this is a short episode, even when you're just looking at by comparison to the other ones. It's what, like a hot 27 minutes? But also, what is this episode? It feels like the trailer for a show that doesn't know how to market itself. That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks, glimpse behind the curtain offline. We were both like, I don't know how much we have to talk about this episode. And I mean, you've heard our rants throughout the season. The show is not doing anything different. So we're not going to rehash the same old, same old. But this definitely feels like, okay, so finale next episode, I guess we should set something up. I just, again, we, this should have been a juicy episode because it's the penultimate episode, like you just said. Mm -hmm. Why are we still stalling? (laughs) And even just some of the character motivations, like there's big things that do happen in here, right? Spears' identity is revealed. He is not, I mean, we always knew he was not Spears from that opening episode, but we get his name. He's Julius James. He's a convicted killer. He was wanted by the army. They're going to take him away. And like that comes out. Rose kills two guys who are trying to take him away. Big stuff. And yet... I was not emotionally invested in this. Literally everything was touched upon and nothing was ever resolved or followed through. Like even Carmen asking where Manny is. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're eight. Oops. No, we're seven because we fucking lost a character again, which, you know, the show has done a couple of times. And Manny was never a proper character. We didn't really know much about him. I appreciate that we give Carmen the opportunity to acknowledge like, hey, where's my boyfriend? And then nothing. And I think that would make her character have something if she's like, I got my boyfriend killed. But we'll Mm -hmm. never know because this is not a show that like deals with their fallout. It's always like, oh, well, next vibe. (sighs) It's frustrating, right? Like, So she acknowledges where's Manny in the first chapter, which is called Soldiers. And then we have this longer section called Sleep that follows it, where these two soldiers say, you know, hey, we're going to take you to the stadium, but we need to camp out for the rest of the night. So everybody just sort of hold up. And I think this is a great opportunity to have characters talk to one another quietly we could do something with Carmen. We could have her verbalize her feelings, maybe to Rose, who was also lost in people, or to the group at large. And no, no, we, we, we don't do that. We let Sun have a monologue that seems beautifully acted, but we don't know what she's saying, and we will never give her the subtitle so we can know what she's saying. Sheree, I knew as soon as that happened, I was like, well... We're all just angry again, aren't we? Because we even get this this moment where Lance is so moved by the emotion in Sun's voice that he practically starts crying. And I thought, I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> like, 
Why would you give a monologue to a character in another language, not provide us subtitles, not have anyone on the show understand what she's saying, have people get visibly moved, and then just move the fuck on? What? What are we doing? <laughs> it is It is the embodiment of playing in your audience's face. <laughs> to just be like, well, we're not going to give you anything, so we'll let her have her acting moment, but you don't need to know what she's saying. I had so many questions. I just do not understand this creative decision. Like, I, I feel like I've been gently fighting you about Sun and the decision to not caption her because, you know, it creates this fish out of water experience. It puts her at a disadvantage or at odds with other characters to mine for conflict. Like, I understood the rationale until this fucking episode. And now I'm just like, why? Just why? Why would you do this and it's not like oh she she talks for 10 seconds and everybody is moved it has got to be what like 30 45 seconds yeah like it was it was probably the longest part of any of these chapters because this was the <laughs> this episode had four chapters and i was like what you're only doing four mm -hmm. scandal um <laughs> get into it then like use that runtime sure it's a short episode but okay do something no no you're not gonna do that okay <laughs> This felt like filler in a fuller episode, but we don't have the beginning and the end of the episode. Just the filler part. Mm hmm And again, there's stuff in here. We we learned that the outbreak began in Denver. We learned that cities where the living are no longer present, it's just fully occupied by the dead, are called black zones. And we learned that we're going to begin shipping people out from the stadium to Cuba and Alaska because these areas that have lower density populations are obviously safer. Interesting stuff, but it just feels like weird exposition at a time where I'm not looking for exposition anymore. Right? Especially because none of it means anything. Because we've not been taking any kind of a character journey or story. Mm -hmm. It's been all like, ooh, where's another space for a zombie situation to break out? That's interesting. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so for us to now be like, let's like build our world. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like <laughs> I'm sorry. Did someone miss the memo? It's the penultimate episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about the more interesting moral slash character driven moment, though. What did you make of Rose's decision to kill these two guys? I knew it was coming. Okay. I felt that it would have been more interesting to actually deal with her and her trauma she's been exhibiting for the last few episodes, but we mm -hmm. don't do that. This is not that show. No. <laughs> We've learned the hard way. Not right. that show. It's not that show. So instead, she's a new person again, um, and this time she's going to kill to like keep her protector, because mm -hmm. it, it seems like those two have the instant trauma bond because he killed her husband for her back in right. episode one. Yeah. And we'll never explore that. <laughs> no. She was not going to let them take him. Like, I, I knew that from the beginning when she woke up. And also, why would they leave guns with the people that they're taking one of their members of the party from? Mm -hmm. Question marks. But what did you think of it? Because I'm just jaded and sad now. No, I mean, it's the same kind of reaction. I was intrigued by it. I've sort of been holding on to their relationship as the thing that is getting me through the show. Because not only do these two seem like the most fully developed characters out of the bunch, we haven't even spent the most time with them, I would argue, but they seem to be the most compelling out of this core group of eight or seven. So 
I understood it implicitly, but I I really just wish that we could unpack a little bit more of why she made this decision. Like, is it that he saved her, so now she's going to save him? Is it, you know what, I don't fucking know you, you're a completely different person than who you presented as, but you're still a better option than these two dudes who look like they could rape me as much as take me to the stadium? Like... I just, mm, there's so many missed opportunities on this show. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Like, I, it's the show that makes it hard to root for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad because I, I started this journey really excited and here we are. And I'm just like, oh, we could have done something else, I guess. <laughs> I <feel> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have to flag. It was also a very weird episode for me because one of the two actors playing the soldiers is a guy that I used to work with. Because as I said, this series was filmed in and around Calgary, Alberta, which is where I grew up. And I worked with a guy at a secondhand movie theater named Tom Carey. He is the taller of the two guards, a little bit gaunt in the face. But he, I knew he was an aspiring filmmaker when we worked together, but it was so weird to see him acting in this episode. (laughs) It totally took me out. It was very, very weird. That's awesome and weird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, good job, Tom. You, you sold the bit. You seemed creepy. (laughs) Right. I will say that those two soldiers, it was kind of nice to see that through line get resolved because the other ones are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we saw them at the top of the last episode and figured they were throwaway characters. But right. instead, they were waiting to see what happened and then to like roll in and be like, hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you feel like they had nefarious intentions or did you think, oh, yeah, they they were just following orders, even though there maybe is no chain of command anymore? I think whatever Julius did has pissed off the military and we don't mm-hmm. get to know all the details. But I remember no. when we met him, he was like being interrogated and about to be murdered. <laughs> and yeah. they have come to finish the job. If they see him. It's like a fight on site, whatever he's done. And I want to know what it is, but we'll never know. Mm-hmm. It was a little gratifying to see, okay, when he tries to bluff his way through that he is actually part of this group, they clock oh, dude, you are wearing the uniform of a person that we know, and you are not him. So nice try. Yeah, because that is bound to happen with enough soldiers still alive. And I wanted him to figure out a new way of hiding, but he didn't. And so maybe Mm -hmm. now he will. (laughs) Yeah. So one maybe point of discussion to have at the end of this episode, we make it out of the tunnel. Uh, For folks who know Calgary, they are on the Stampede Grounds, the world famous grounds of the Stampede. Cool, cool, cool. And we're led to believe that they're now within, you know, very close walking distance, I guess, to the stadium. The the one dude did say, okay, you've got to go out and then you've got to get through the city. And it's like a hard one kilometer, one mile to get to the stadium. I don't know if we're just going to jump over that or whatever. Who could care? But um, (laughs) so we've got this character, Earl. Remember, he was the one who rescued Rose and Spears out of the school with the kids who wanted to kill everybody. He calls his dog, which is the dog that Lance saw in his episode, puts a leash on him, literally walks away without a word. (laughs) I giggled because that's me. That's what I would like to do is just walk away from this group. 
just <laughs> wash my hands of the mess. Like, <laughs> it's just so weird. I mean, in some ways, I kind of love the stoic Western vibes of it all. You know, this guy's, he came in when he needed to help a few people, and then he did what he needed to do to get to the next stage of his journey, and then he and his trusty dog walk off. Kind of fun, but also just reiterates my issues with the show where it's like by earl didn't fucking know a thing about you literally literally <laughs> i know more about his dog than him <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um yeah and then that's the end of the episode and now we're ready to go into the finale i guess question mark <laughs> what have we done I'm just going to say it, Sheree, I need the receipts of who sold you a bag of shit on this show because we're going to track them down and we're going to beat them with a stick. I'm fighting all of my friends, like <laughs> literally all of them. I'm like, you tell me it was good. What were what were you going through when you watched this? <laughs> <laughs> what trauma were you going through? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's episode 107, The Tunnel. Any predictions of where you think we're going to go with the finale? We're going to find the most frustrating thing to do and do that is what I've right. picked up. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we're going to have to deal with Rose maybe discovering that her daughter is either dead or her daughter dying in an attempt to escape? I didn't even see us making it to the stadium because that would be too gratifying. Right. <laughs> I, I, we're going to we're gonna literally find somewhere else to pull over for the night and be like, see y'all in season two. And they won't see me in season two because no. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to sleep on season two the way that the characters slept on character development. <laughs> yeah. Knowing this show, I think we're just going to skip over all the hardships and we're going to open the finale as we walk up on the stadium. And it'll just be like, how did we get here? Who could care? Here we are now. And we'll still resolve nothing. We'll just go right. in and be like, we came here for people, but now it's the friends we met along the way. And I'll be like, are you serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I do have a feeling we'll lean, like, I'm kicking character development, any kind of character development, to the curb. I think we're going to go for another style over substance episode where it's going to be like, let's do a big, long take sequence of getting away from the stadium or, you know, oh, there's hundreds of people here and we just let loose a bunch of zombies and carnage candy. That would be a little bit fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we know they're probably not going to shake up the game too, too much. So if they give us something big and visual and flashy, kind of like what we got in the season opener, then I think that's probably the best we can hope for. I could live with that. I think it's a good way for us to go our separate ways on this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greener pastures, you might say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, until we come back for the finale, once and for all, <laughs> Sheree, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me at Miss Sheree on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you, Joe? I can be reached at B, still on my remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, if you want to complain or praise the show to both of us, good luck with that latter one. <laughs> You can get the show and the two of us at you should underscore watch. And of course, we'll thank the anatomy of a screen pod squad network for hosting the show. 
But until we return for the finale of Black Summer Season 1, The Stadium, Sheree, grab a dog and walk off into the sunset. (laughs) The Anatomy of a Scream, Pod Squad.